Living Hope is a church striving to become a 21st century apostolic church. We are founded upon the belief that the Bible is the inspired, infallible Word of God. We believe in the Great Commission, and we are endeavoring to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with love, mercy, and truth. Listen in as we share the Word, and that, through Jesus Christ, hope is alive. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to church Sunday, March 5th, uh, April 5th. Lost a whole month there. Uh, welcome to church on Sunday morning. Thank you to uh, Christian Flo and Samuel and the great team there at Cherry Cove for their work. And uh, I know that we're continuing to reach into those uh, communities. I know that our community leads are continuing to keep in communication and serving in ways that obviously when we started this year, we had no idea. But nonetheless, God is opening great doors of opportunity for us to serve our community. And so thank you again, Christian Flo and Samuel and that great team for their work. Amen. We want to welcome everybody to our service today. Uh, thank you. Amen. Thank you for joining with us today. Living Hope, uh, all of our friends and relatives and guests from the community and around the world that are joining in today. Thank you for joining with us. Uh, we realize that there are many options out there today, but we're so thankful that you chose to be with us. We want to begin the service this morning in prayer, so wherever you're at right now, I want to ask you, if you can, to stand with me, and we're going to join together in prayer. Uh, I do want to ask the church if you could continue to keep my father-in-law in your prayers. Uh, the Last week, not this past week, but the week before that was uh, a very, um, uh, just a trying week. I won't say negative, but it was certainly challenging. Uh, he spent some time in the ICU, and uh, the, the diagnosis was not looking good. But this week, things are going much better. Uh, he's actually gained a few pounds. And for those of you that have been following the situation, you know what a miracle that is. So thank you all for your continued prayers. Uh, also, if you could continue to pray for my wife. she is. Uh, this week has been a little challenging for her as well. Uh, Tiana, uh, I received word that uh, earlier this week, I think it was, that Tiana had been diagnosed with uh, the virus. And uh, certainly, I think I, I don't think any of you are in danger. I think that um, well after the time that we have not been together. But nonetheless, we want to keep Tiana in our prayers and that family. Uh, also, for all of our elders, we recognize uh, certainly that none of us want to get the virus. But certainly, our elders are probably, uh, well, definitely more at risk, so we want to keep them in our prayers as well. Uh, our nation, our world, our, but specifically uh, as uh, a citizen of this country, I ask that we join together and pray for our leadership, for our president, our vice president, the leaders in the Congress and the Senate, amen, that God would give them wisdom and a will to work together for the good of this nation, for the good of each of us, and so if we could keep them in our prayers, keep our nation in our prayers as we join together this morning. Amen. And certainly I know as we start praying, there will be some of you even now are probably entering in your needs uh, there at the, in the comments on Facebook. And we're going to go ahead and pray right now. But if you see a need come up there, if you'll just call that out before the Lord, let's join together now in prayer. Jesus, we come before you today. We lift up uh, the many needs. God, we are in great time of crisis. We're in a time of need right now, Lord. And while we recognize that this time of need uh, is also represents a time of opportunity, 
Lord, for the, the light always shines the brightest in darkness, but Lord, it is still a great time of need. And so we lift up right now every need that is right now being posted on Facebook Live. Lord, those that are dealing with uh, concerns and, and the anxiety of the hour that we live in, uh, we ask you right now, Lord, that you would move. God, we pray for Brother Roberts. Uh, I believe even this morning, that funeral service that is taking place for his father, we ask you to strengthen him. I pray, Lord, for that family, God, for their strength, Lord, for John and Rachel, Lord, for the girls, God, for Sister Roberts, that family, Lord. I pray for my father-in-law. I pray you would continue to touch his body and strengthen him, Lord, the miracle already that you have done, God, this week we're so thankful for. Lord, I pray for my wife, for her continued healing, God, for Tiana. Lord, I pray against that virus right now, Lord. I pray for each of our elders, God. Lord, not just of our church, but Lord, our family members and our community, God, throughout our nation and the world. We ask you, God, give our elders, Lord, peace right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray again for this nation. And Lord, we ask today in this service that you would be glorified. The word that you have come to speak to us as a congregation today, let that word, O oh God, be as seed that gets deep into the soil of the hearts of every individual that is a part of this congregation. And Lord, let it produce life, Lord. I pray, God, let it bring fruit. In the name of Jesus, we pray all of these things. Amen. Everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want us to turn, if we could, right now to the book of Psalms, chapter 97. And I want us to read a few verses. And I know with everything going on, it might have passed under the radar, but today is Palm Sunday. Amen. Palm Sunday, a great day of jubilee and celebration uh, in the Christian faith. Amen. Certainly in our hearts and uh, for the members of this church, we celebrate, amen, that uh, triumphant entry when Jesus Christ entered into Jerusalem, amen, and we'll be talking more about that throughout the service today, but I want us to begin with a psalm, uh, Psalms chapter 97, amen, declaring this exalted king, the Messiah, Psalms 97 verse 1, the Lord reigneth, let the earth rejoice, let the multitude of isles be glad thereof, clouds and darkness are round about him, righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne. A fire goeth before him and burneth up his enemies round about. His lightnings enlightened the world. The earth saw and trembled. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare his righteousness and all the people see his glory. Confounded be all they that serve graven images that boast themselves of idols. Worship him, all ye gods." Amen. Let's give the Lord praise right now. Magnify him. Amen. Even there right now throughout your home and your living room, wherever you might be. Let's just take time right now and let's exalt the great King of kings and the Lord of lords. The Lord reigneth. Amen. He reigns. He's in control. In spite of what we're going through right now, the Lord reigns and we exalt him. Amen. Let's join with those that are going to lead us this morning in a time of praise and worship. Turn your living room right now into a sanctuary of praise.
why don't we why don't we just take a moment right now and thank God for that that he is before us he is behind us amen always beside us that no matter amen and we are there we are in the midst of it right now but it doesn't change. God isn't just there for us in the good times. Amen. If that, were, if that were our hope that God's only there in the good times, then we really don't need God because there's a lot of things that are there for us in the good times. But God's promises are there that he will always be with us. Amen. In the midst of the fiery furnace, he is there. In the midst of the lion's den, he is there. Amen. In the midst of the storm, he is there. Amen. Always before me. Behind me, always beside me, God is going to make a way, and I am not afraid. Amen. Amen. We're going to uh, make a couple of announcements right now. Amen. Uh, obviously, the nature of our uh, consistently changing schedule means that we've got a lot of announcements that we make because we're doing everything different than we used to do it. So, first of all, I want to remind everyone that services are live on Facebook and on YouTube, all right? Obviously, you're here right now, so you know that about uh, today. However, we also have a live service on Wednesday night. Uh, this Wednesday, we're going to do it a little bit different. We're going to have a Q&A, uh, and so I'm asking if you will submit your questions. Uh, I'm going to do my best to respond to those questions, uh, obviously from a biblical perspective, not just what I think about it, but what the Word of God says about it, and so that I can be prepared uh, to answer those biblically, um, I'm asking that everybody would submit those questions by, the, uh, by Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. If you could submit those to this email, pastor at livinghopemd.com. You see that there on your screen. Amen. If you'll submit any questions that you have, uh, I will endeavor uh, during that Facebook Live to answer any that come in while I'm while we're meeting I'm probably going to do that session there from my house uh, so um, again that that will begin on Facebook live that will not be on YouTube that will be on Facebook live beginning at 7 p.m. on Wednesday Friday we are going to have a good Friday service and uh, our goal for that service we want to take communion together as a body that service is going to be held at seven o'clock and again, our goal is to take communion as a church body. And the way that we're going to do that, we have the uh, communion, uh, the wafer and the cup, the all-in-one uh, that we have used the last several times that we've taken communion as a church. And we're going to have them here at the church in the foyer for you to come by and pick those up. So when you're out getting groceries, swing by the church. The church is still open. I would uh, say exercise caution when you come in as we have... Uh, cut off most of the lighting just to uh, preserve, uh, to save on any uh, expenses that we might have. So if you'll come in, get enough communion for you and your family. Uh, I don't know why anybody would want to take extra. I trust that you will get enough for you and your family. But come on in, get your communion. And then we have also, I have prepared a, uh, a Passion Week devotional. Uh, I actually wrote that uh, Friday evening. And that is going to be available uh, we're going to be sending that out digitally. However, if you need to get a paper copy of that for whatever reason, you don't have email, you don't have a printer, or uh, obviously you should be able to carry on the devotional. But I've, uh, I've formed these devotionals in a way that uh, I would like for you to, as the head of your household, to administer them to your family. So uh, take a little bit of time to read through those. 
and then uh, share that devotional every day of the Passion Week starting on Monday going through Saturday and then next Sunday we'll be back for our Easter Sunday service and again that service will be live on Facebook and on YouTube. So again, if you want to come by and get your communion, uh, there will also be some paper copies of the uh, Passion Week devotional. Uh, if you're on with us right now on Facebook and you're a part of Living Hope, all right, obviously if you're in North Carolina viewing or you're a family member somewhere else, uh, this does not apply, and you'll know why when I tell you. Uh, if you need help getting communion, all right, you can't get out of your house. You're an elder that's doing your best to stay in. Let us know. Uh, respond. You can send that to Pastor Living Hope MD as well. You can respond right now in the comments. We've got leaders that are uh, right now viewing those comments. We'll make sure, but we're putting together a list, and we've got volunteers that have, are willing to go out and, and deliver those communion. Uh, the communion also, the digital, I'm sorry, the paper copies, the devotion, if you need those. But, and, and we have a, an idea of some that need it. We're certainly not aware of everyone. So if you'll let us know, and also if you'd be willing to help us with that, if you'd be willing to be a volunteer that would go ensuring that we're keeping the safety and the health of those that we're delivering to in mind, if you'll let us know that as well, that you're willing to volunteer to help with that, uh, we thank you for that. Children, Monday school, last week I know it was incredible. I know that my daughter Dakota enjoyed it and was fed by it, was nourished. Sunday school, Monday at 7 p.m., uh, right there on our Zoom channel, the, the information is there for you. Um, and then Easter Sunday, we're going to put Sunday school back at 10 o'clock on Sunday. Starting Easter Sunday, our children's Sunday school is going to move back to Sunday at 10 a.m. All right? So, again, we'll be letting you know more about that. But tomorrow night, 7 p.m., Monday school, and then Easter Sunday back at 10 o'clock, Sunday school. Youth Arrow Sunday school will be tonight right here, uh, or rather not right here, but on Zoom at 7 o'clock. So if you'll join in for that. Ladies Bible study. The ladies are going to be having a Bible study. My wife is going to be teaching that. That will be Tuesday night at 7 o'clock via Zoom. So again, all of the, uh, the information on each of these announcements I'm making, I know is there on your screen. Uh, Morning Momentum, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 8 a.m., right there on Facebook Live. And I have been making those a little bit more interactive so if you can join in with us at 8 o'clock, it might give us an opportunity to, be, to interact a little bit, but certainly you can view those throughout the day as well. One-on-one, -on -one, my wife and I are, uh, certainly we would love to meet with you all. And so Tuesday and Thursday between the hours of 11 and noon, uh, 11 a.m. and noon, uh, we want to open it up for in 15-minute segments uh, for you to schedule a meeting for, with us if you just want to, I know we've had some meetings already, and it was just good to, to see you all and to talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. Certainly, if you, there's something you want to discuss with us or us to pray with you about, you can do it. If you just want to meet with us and say hi, we would love that. So if you can uh, communicate and, and schedule that, we would love to meet with you again Tuesday and Thursday. First come, first serve on those appointments. Uh, and then last but not least, before we take up our offering, uh, we want to ask everybody, uh, so I know after church is over, especially on our Wednesday night, uh, even in, in, in before church on Sunday morning in uh, coffee and donuts and after church on Wednesday night, cookie and coffee, cookies and coffee, and we meet in our foyer. It's, a, it's just a place of fellowship. And so we're going to try to virtually create that same feeling. 
So as soon as this service is over, we want everybody that will to log on to Zoom uh, immediately following this service. The meeting ID that you need to enter into Zoom is on your screen right now. Write that down. Take note of it. All right, you can get to it later if you click on that bottom comment that is pinned in. You can get to that ID later. But just a few minutes, we all want to get together and just wave at each other. And I know it'll be chaos, but that's kind of the way the foyer feels anyhow. But it, it's going to be really exciting to see everybody for a few minutes. And we're going to try to do that with each of our services from now on. All right, we're going to uh, uh, receive our tithe and offering right now. And I want to say thank you. As a church, you all have responded um, as I knew that you would, as this church always does, and been faithful in your giving in spite of all that is going on. I want to say thank you for that. Amen. God is providing. The church is doing well in spite of everything. And so thank you for that. We're going to right now, on your screen is the information. And uh, thank you again. All of I know some of you like to give in person, and that we, we obviously that's great, but Given the circumstances, it's making it more difficult. So thank you for those of you that have been willing to go the way of technology to ensure that your giving is still coming in. Amen. All of the information on how to do this is on your screen right now. Amen. Reminding you, we do have a church app. Amen. I know that information was there. You can go to um, the Apple store. You can go to Amazon or the Android store. Download the church app, Living Hope MD. And it's got a lot of great stuff there on the app as well as the opportunity to give through the app. All right, we're going to right now state the tither's declaration. And here's my goal today in the tither's declaration, to say it in a steady cadence. All right, last week I had the opportunity to try and say it with you all, trying to keep up with me, and it was uh, challenging. So I'm going to try to keep a steady cadence today. Upon the authority of God's word, I give and it shall be given back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. I am a tither. I bring my tithe to the storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked and the curse is broken. You pour out upon me such a blessing that there is not room enough to receive it. I receive jobs and better jobs, raises, increase and promotions, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, owed money, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts canceled and royalties received. I am blessed to be a blessing. I declare my entire family saved, baptized in the Holy Ghost, in love with Jesus, healthy, strong, and full of life. I call my family walking in the blessing and the favor of God in their lives. I am blessed coming in and going out. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you right now. We're going to join with the worship team as they lead us in another chorus of worship.
Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't we just take a moment and entertain the presence of the Lord. Jesus, I thank you. Hallelujah, Lord. How much we look forward to your coming, God. Lord, and until you return, until you come, God, we're just going to keep on praising you. Lord, we have found our yet praise. In spite of what I'm going through, Lord, I will praise you. Hallelujah, Lord, with the understanding that we, we will be in the multitude of the righteous once again. Hallelujah, God, we will yet praise you in the name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We lift up the name of Jesus. We exalt you, mighty God. You alone are worthy of praise, and we lift you up, Jesus. Hallelujah, yes, God, we give thanks unto you, for you're our strength, Lord. You're our present help in the time of trouble, and we exalt you. Yes, Lord, we magnify you. We give you praise, Jesus. Amen. If you would turn in your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 21, and verse number 6. And I'm going to read from the New King James Version. Amen. Whatever translation you're reading from, you can follow along. Amen. But I, uh, one announcement that I didn't give the fullness of is the uh, communion cups will be in on Tuesday. So I ordered them the other day. They should be arriving Tuesday. So plan on coming between Wednesday and Friday to pick up uh, your communion cups. Uh, and certainly, again, if you need those delivered, we, we won't be able to get those to you. We'll hopefully be able to get the devotion to you um, tomorrow. I'm sorry, be, before tomorrow. Uh, anyway, anyway, hopefully y'all are following what I'm trying to communicate. Communion cups will be arriving Tuesday, and we will send out an email confirming that they have arrived so that you're not uh, wasting a trip to come by and get those. Uh, all right, from the New King James Version, Matthew chapter 21, verse number 6. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them, and sat Jesus on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread the branches on the road. Then the multitude who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. In Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9. Amen. Give you a moment to turn there. Zechariah chapter 9 and verse number 9. The prophet Zechariah writes, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. Amen. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and he has salvation. And he is lowly and riding on a donkey. A colt, the foal of a donkey. Your king is coming. He's coming riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. And I want to preach for a few minutes on this Sunday morning to you on this thought. The king is coming. Amen. Hallelujah. The king is coming. I felt directed over the last three, maybe even four weeks to speak words of faith hope and encouragement to us as a congregation. The Spirit of the Lord has directed me to deliver words 
that would inspire us to fortify our faith and hold on to our hope in this season that we are presently navigating. Today I recognize that we are still in the midst of this great pandemic, yet I am going to preach today, I feel led to preach today, not about what we are facing, but to preach through what we are facing. For there is no pandemic, no tragedy, no disaster, no earthly government, past, present, nor looming in the future that will ever change the power of what took place 2,000 years ago. Coronavirus may alter the state of our world, the conditions of our economy, the guidance of our government, but the message of Messiah has not been altered by coronavirus. And the message of Messiah does not merely, coronavirus may may alter our present conditions, but the message of Messiah is not just altering our current conditions, but what Jesus did 2,000 years ago altered the very course of eternity. What Jesus accomplished 2,000 years ago through his birth, his life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection changed the very course of eternity. And while today's message is not pertinent to equipping you with faith to prevail another week of quarantine. While it's not positioned to survive, to help you survive this season of social separation, rather, I believe that today God is calling us, each of us, to examine ourselves and to ensure not merely am I prepared to combat corona, not merely am I ready to endure this season that is the trying of my faith. But more importantly, am I prepared to enter into eternity? Now, don't confuse my preaching today with gloom and doom. Don't mistake the ministry that God has led me to today as manipulating those that are already fearful in an uncertain time. For I would tell you today that the news that Jesus is coming is not bad news. The news of Jesus' return, the news that His return is imminent is not a message of gloom and doom. But I would say to you today that there have never been greater words of hope than the promise of heaven. There will never be a message that brings greater assurance and certainty than the good news message that there is a risen Savior and He is coming again. I rise on this Sunday morning to tell you that the King indeed is coming. For some These words bring anxiety and increased fear. The realization that the coming of the Lord draws near causes some great consternation and great concern. Yet I would tell you that it should not be so. Yet it should be as the prophet Zechariah declared, Rejoice, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem, because your king is coming to you. The message of the coming king should not bring fear and anxiety to our hearts, but it should bring to our hearts great joy and great anticipation. Yet we find as we read the account of the writings in the Gospels that even 2,000 years ago, the news of a coming king even then was not received with rejoicing and anticipation. Even in the triumphal entry, even in the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem on this very day, 
some 2,000 years ago, Palm Sunday, as the multitude gathered to celebrate Jesus, as they took off their coats and laid them on the ground, as they gathered palm branches, waving them and laying them on, in the path upon which, which the donkey Jesus rode upon would walk, they were not celebrating a coming king. No, even as they made their way into Jerusalem with a multitude singing the song, Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Amen. The very next verse after this chorus tells us that the parade of the multitude and the song of the multitude, amen, that the entire city was moved by the multitude. The entire city was moved by the procession of Messiah as he made his way in on the back of the donkey. You see, it is very easy. The entire city was moved, and it's very easy even today for us to get swept away in the hype of worship. It's easy to get swept away when we are in times of emotional uncertainty. It's easy in those times to simply do what everybody else around us is doing. That if others are reaching out to Jesus, then we should also. If others are declaring the righteousness of God, then we should as well. In times of uncertainty, amen, there are even, even the city around us is being moved that normally would not be moved. But the message of Messiah, the message of Jesus Christ, can I tell you, the message of a coming Messiah was not meant to just pacify our anxiety concerning our present pandemic. Amen. No, the, the message of a coming Messiah, the message that the King is coming is not just to help you make it through Corona season. It's not just to help you make it through a season of uncertainty, but the message that Messiah is coming, the message that the King is coming is not just here to help you through your fear and uncertainty, but it's here to change your eternity. It's here to make sure not just that you can make it through quarantine but can you make it into the kingdom of heaven are you ready when the trumpet sounds are you ready to enter into eternity and if we aren't careful our walk with God and I'm not just preaching to those that aren't a part of living hope I'm preaching to people that come every Sunday if we aren't careful our walk with God can become little more than an emotional response to what the crowd around us is doing we are moved because Jesus is moving. We are moved because the crowd around us is moved. Amen. And can I tell you, there's nothing wrong with moving when Jesus moves. There's nothing wrong with being moved when Jesus moves. But I would tell you that the very next verse reveals to us the danger of a walk with God that never goes deeper than an emotional response. Hey Amen. There, there, there is a danger when all, then our response to God is simply at the, the touch of his presence. And it's simply because what others around us are doing, if they clap, I clap. If they dance, I dance. If they weep, I weep. And certainly that's not wrong. But if it never goes deeper than that, if it never breaks beneath the surface of feeling and reaches to a foundation of faith, there is a danger for Matthew chapter 21, verse 10, right after the Bible tells us that the entire city was moved by the procession of Messiah and by the, by the procession of the multitude. The very next phrase says, after the city was moved, the city asked this question, who is this? 
The city is moved as Jesus moves, but they don't know who Jesus is. The multitude is moved as Jesus moves, and the city is moved as the multitude moves, but nobody really knows who Jesus is. Everybody is doing what you're supposed to do when Jesus is in the midst, but nobody has come to a greater revelation to know who Jesus is. And if we're not careful, we respond simply because Jesus is moving, but we really don't know who Jesus is. Last month, my dad and I had gone down to Florida for a few days, and we were in a restaurant eating breakfast together, and there were a couple of men sitting at the table next to us. And as we continued eating breakfast, it became apparent by the response of others in the restaurant that this man sitting across from me, actually across from my father, uh, more at an angle to me, that whoever this guy was, he was of celebrity status. He was somebody that was famous. And even though I had no idea who he was, based upon the reaction of everybody else that was staring at him and people that were pointing and then whispering in his direction, based upon what other people were doing, I, I began to plot and plan how I was going to ask this man for his autograph. I didn't even know who he was. Thankfully, for my embarrassment, the opportunity never came, but I did, I did find opportunity to, to sneak a picture of him. Anybody ever done that, right? You sneak a picture of something. Anyway, I found an opportunity to sneak a picture of him, and later on, I found out that he was a, a now retired but once all-star uh, major league baseball player, one of the greatest home run hitters in the game of baseball. But my desire to get his autograph and my desire to take his picture, sneak a picture of him, was not because I knew who he was. It wasn't because I recognized him or because I was familiar with him. It was entirely based upon the response of the crowd around me. And if we're not careful, that is how we treat our relationship with Jesus, that we respond to Jesus because that's what everybody else is doing. We walk with Jesus because that's what everybody else is doing. Who is this was the question of those that were moved by the multitude. It's very possible to just be caught up in the moment, caught up in the emotion, and yet still be wondering, who is this? And as the city is being moved, and the question is being asked, who is this? The next verse tells us the response from the multitude was, this is Jesus the prophet. This is Jesus the prophet. And after they declared this to be Jesus the prophet, the hosannas continued. The parade celebrating the Messiah carried on. The palm branches continued to be waved and hosannas still continued to be shouted. See, in a time of great political, economical, and even religious uncertainty among the children of Israel, who were under Roman government in Jerusalem, they welcomed Jesus the prophet because when we are in places of uncertainty in our lives, we are okay with Jesus the prophet. We welcome Jesus the prophet when we're struggling with fear, uncertainty, worry, and anxiety. 
We will always make room for a prophet. People that three weeks ago wanted nothing to do with Jesus the prophet, now in a time of uncertainty, they will make room for Jesus the prophet. Nobody has a problem with Jesus the prophet. Nobody has an issue with Jesus the prophet. The parade rolls on when it's Jesus the prophet. Biblically, the role of a prophet is defined in various passages. Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 18. The Bible says, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren and will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I command them. So first of all, a prophet is a man that has a word from God in his mouth. Amos chapter 3 verse 7 goes on and says, Surely the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. And so we find that a prophet is a man that God reveals his plans to. Nobody else may know what's really going on, but a prophet will know what's going on. Hosea chapter 12 verse 13 tells us, By a prophet the Lord brought Israel out of Egypt, and by a prophet he was preserved. Amen. God is saying, I am going to preserve Israel in their time in Egypt and in their coming out of Egypt. I'm going to put a prophet over them to preserve them. And so the role of a prophet is there to protect and to preserve the people in times of danger and uncertainty. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12 in the New Testament, the Bible says that God gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why did he give this fivefold ministry of which prophets is one? Here's why in verse 12, for the equipping and of the saints for the work of ministry and for the edifying of the body of Christ. And so God uses prophets finally to strengthen and to equip his people. God uses prophets to strengthen and equip the body of Christ. And each of these things that the Bible tells us to be the role of a prophet and the ministry of a prophet, they are exactly what we want and what we need in times of uncertainty. In times of uncertainty such as we face right now, we need somebody who has a word of God in their mouth. We need to hear from somebody. Somebody tell me what God is speaking. Somebody today tell me what is God saying. What is it that I need to hear from God? In times of uncertainty, we need that role of the prophet, that one who knows the secret things of God, who knows the plan, what is God doing. Nobody else may know, but the prophet knows what God's plan is. The prophet knows what God is working to accomplish. And I know in this time, in the midst of this coronavirus epidemic, I, I, I want to know, God, what are you doing? I, I, want, I want somebody to tell me what is God up to? What is God doing in all of this? And so we want a prophet in our lives in time of uncertainty. Amen. In times of uncertainty, we need that role of the prophet that will preserve us. I want to know that there is that God has instituted that role of the prophet, that he is going to preserve me, that he's going to protect me, uh, that I may be coming out of Egypt and I may be entering into a wilderness, uh, but God has placed a prophet in my life to protect me and to preserve me. Uh, 
And lastly, we need the office of the prophet to strengthen and to build us up. Amen. In times of uncertainty, we need a prophet. In times of uncertainty, we need that role of the prophet. We need that one with the word in their mouth from God. We need that one who knows what the plan of God is. Amen. We need, oh, we need that one that will protect and preserve us. And we need that one that will strengthen and will build us up. And if there were ever a time of uncertainty I know right now everything around us seems like quicksand seems like hourly daily maybe even by the minute things are changing but I promise you our hour of uncertainty is small in comparison to the context of this time that Jesus enters into Jerusalem on a donkey riding through Jerusalem Hosanna blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, they cry out. In a time of uncertainty, Messiah comes running, riding in on the donkey. And they begin to shout, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And when the multitude declares it's a prophet that is coming, they say, let the party go on. We've got room for a prophet in our time of uncertainty. Let the confetti fly. We've got time for somebody who knows what the plan of God is in a time of uncertainty. Let the palm branches wave. We need a prophet that will preserve us and protect